inside the recording studio, I am Jody Whitesides, and with me as always is Mr. Chris Hellstrom. How are you today, sir? I'm doing very well. I'm actually very happy today because, as you know, yes. I've been migrating to a new system, and I am just about set up. So after a lot of <laughs> installation and preference finding and preset finding and migration and stuff, I am about set up with my new system. So I am very happy. How are you, sir? I am not quite dancing on cloud nine like you, but there have been some good changes that will be coming to me in the near future, not work-wise, personal-wise, and that's a good thing. Mm. So, yes. Yeah. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Very cool. All right. So should we just dive right in? What are we going to talk about today? Today, we are going to discuss our must-have plugins. And it's not ours like in together, but some of mine, some of yours. And we're going to discuss those in certain categories, like our top pick for each category. So the categories, as we have decided to split them into, are amp sims. Drums mm -hmm. and percussion, synths, mix plugins, and special effects. Do you agree with those? I, I do agree with those. You I better because we were the that, ones that decided on them, aren't we? <laughs> yeah. There would be uh, some personal issues going on if I couldn't agree with that. But exactly. yes, I had to do a fair bit of thinking about these because it's, it's hard. And I mean, we always like to spout that, you know, you should be able to do everything with just stock plugins and stuff. And it's not like you can't, but the ones that I came up with here are for me, like the way I sort of set it up for myself is I said, okay, if I were to lose all my plugins, which ones would I be bummed out the most about? That's kind of how I looked at it. Boy, for a so, second there, I thought you were going to start spouting some Cat Stevens lyrics from Moonshadow. Why is that? Well, he talks about losing things. If I lose my da da oh, da. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, nicely played, sir. Yes. Yeah, sir. No, I wasn't gonna go down that route. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm gonna ask you first. All right. You have to pick your favorite amp sim that you absolutely positively cannot live without, and your choice is I'm going to go with the Helix with a caveat that it has to be coupled with the Redwire's IRs. And I don't mean the Mix IR plugin, but you can use external IRs in Helix. Mm -hmm. So I will use Helix with the Redwire's IRs inside there, so to speak. That's going gotcha. to be my go-to plugin. Now, while it's not... The plugin that I use 100% of the time. Sure. It is on the forward end of their technology, and I've certainly used the Pod Farm 2 stuff more often than not in the past. So, yeah. And I still have probably 100 presets of or more, <laughs> as you are again <laughs> to be aware of, that involve. I am acutely aware of yes, that. Yes, sir. Of many, yeah. many types of amp plugins and amp sims, so to speak, that have been designed and built around certain sounds yes yeah so was that a difficult choice for you or do you feel like uh, that just gives you enough breadth so to speak with what you can do with it or was it sort of like 
down to that one and another one perhaps or or no i prefer to have the wide variety so i would go with logic amp sims i would go with guitar rig i would go with pod farm 2 i would go with studio devil i would go with the helix stuff i would go with the brainworks stuff and the plug-in alliance stuff and as well the universal audio stuff i like to have a plethora because as a lot of people may or may not know in this day and age Growing up with the concept of the guitar hero mentality, where guitar players were used to be revered as gods in their ability <laughs> to play and what they did. And if you read about the process that they went through in recording, it was never just one amp and one guitar. Whenever they would layer something, it was another guitar. It was another amp in order to create different tonalities to it so that you had a breadth of what was going on to kind of hopefully complement everything. So to choose one is a bit difficult. And every amp sim has its goods and its bads, yeah, so to speak. So to combine them with different ones is almost like sitting in a studio and combining a matchless with a Dumble and a Marshall, you know, if you're going to do triple tracking or something with a Gibson Les Paul and a Fender Telecaster and a, maybe a custom made guitar of some sort. You get a breadth of tone doing that. So to go with just one, I had to think about, well, where is it going for a future thing that I'm not stuck into one sound? Mm -hmm. And the Helix is good for that in the sense that it's their forward projection. They're no longer producing the pod farm too and keeping it updated so i assume that at some point in the not too distant future it's no longer going to work yeah and helix is the next roadmap on that and having used so much of pod farm in the past pod farm 2 that is i just assume roll along the same lines but you know i can't immediately dump everything else either so yeah yeah that's why no it, it yeah no it's hard it, it can be hard the flexibility and things are, are, you know, really, really good to have. Right. So and the thing with the Helix is it comes with a plethora of amps in it, just like Pod Farm 2 did. So sure. yeah. you're still getting a little bit of variety. It's just all under the same umbrella. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. So gotcha. That, that would be the reason why. And could another gotcha. plug-in do the same thing? Sure. But maybe not as efficiently as the Helix does. Hmm. All right. Yeah, that's fair enough. All good and, points. Yes. And I should clarify that when it's in a plug-in form, it's Helix native because the Helix itself is actually a box that you put on the, a floor. the physical unit. Yeah. 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 So right. what about you, sir? What is your went, favorite amp sim? I went in kind of a different route than you did here, actually, because uh -huh. I am really, really into the brain work stuff. So if there was one that I would be bummed if I lost, it would be the uh, Angle Retro 100 of theirs from Brainworks. And I feel like I can get just about any tone I want out of that. Uh -huh. So that was a pretty clear pick. I, could I use other ones? Yeah, sure. But I really, really love that amp sim. Can I just interject and, I and say it's your fault that I own that too? <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. I'm, I'm the one to blame, but you it's are. a good one. You know, I love their stuff. And that one especially is certainly a workhorse of mine. And that would be one that I would definitely miss if I went down another route. I 
have a bunch of other stuff, things that I mentioned on here before, like you mentioned the uh, Friedman emulations from Brainwork as well, the all the pod farm stuff, mm-hmm. there's some neural DSP things and all great stuff. But what that about is the Nembrini stuff? You like that stuff too. Yeah. Yeah. The Nembrini stuff I have found to be for my taste on the base end have been a little bit cooler to mm-hmm. me, my workflow. But I do believe actually that I think his name is Igor Nembrini. Okay. He did all the amp modeling for Brainworks, or at least on this one he did. So there you go. So there's a lot of good stuff out there, but but that would be my one. That would be the Engel Retrohead from Brainworks. And you wouldn't pair that with the red wires? You'd just go with their stock IRs? Yep. Just stock IRs. I have a few in there that uh, actually are built into the plugin that are based around a 421, Mm -hmm. a couple of different versions there that I really like. And it's like, yeah, boom. It just works every time. So easy does it. But the mix IR stuff obviously is great. We've always talked about that. All the IRs are just fantastic. So, yep. yeah, so that, that's that. So next up, we have drums or percussion. So where, where are you heading down here, Jody? What are you picking? Well, if I'm stuck to a DAW, mm-hmm. and I'd like to think I'm not, but I am, <laughs> it right. would be Logic Drummer, and I would stick mm-hmm. with Logic. And the main reason for that is, is that the stock drum sounds are not horrible. Nope. And the Certainly ability not. to manipulate the playing is really awesome, is a good way to say it for me. And the reason why I say that is, is you can manipulate the feel. You can manipulate whether the drummer is pushing or pulling on the beat. You can manipulate how the fills change so that the fills are not the same fills every time. And you can manipulate the complexity with ease mm-hmm. along with how hard it's actually hitting. I mean, it's just incredible what Logic Drummer can actually do. Now, if you don't like their stock sounds, you can take what the drummer did as a performance, so to speak, and you could export it to MIDI data and then use it in another plugin. However, I'm okay with the stock sounds, generally speaking, so I would stick with Logic Drummer as my drum and percussion must-have. So if somebody who's listening is not a Logic user, what you're describing here is the sort of AI component, essentially, of the drummer plugin where it has this virtual drummer Multiples that, of them, actually, in varying styles right. and genres and various kits. It's pretty intense. Right. It, it is, but but it, it's generating a performance in certain parameters that you will set. And those parameters are pretty wide, like you said. So you can get, you know, different fills and different fields and that you as a programmer might not think about. So well, it is, yeah. it's that part, but yeah. So, but, but it that, thinks that's very really, much really like cool. a drummer. That's the thing is it thinks very much like a drummer and it even has the ability to, to create the ghost notes too, which right. is great. Except, <laughs> yeah. Except this thing actually listens to you. No. Well, um, yeah, <laughs> it, it, it's a heavy handed force thing. You will do what I say. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's, um, 
I was not sold on that concept the way it was implemented initially in Logic because mm-hmm. I thought it was kind of cheesy. I'm like, okay, here's uh, Kelly and he can do this type of thing. It's like, yeah, all right, whatever. But the cheese factor aside, it actually works really, really well. So, okay, yes, I, I can go along with that Logic drummer. Yeah. Well, right. I appreciate that. Because <laughs> I know you want my approval. Right? Well, of course. <laughs> yeah. So on the flip side, what are you going to use as your Desert Isle drum percussion thing? Well... I had to do some thinking here again. It's if I were stuck in a DAW or not. Uh-huh. My first choice for drums is always Tune Track Superior Drummer. But that's more Two for or the three. drum sounds, right? Yeah, that's for the drum sounds, but I'm, I'm lumping all that in there. If I were to be in a different DAW, that would be my first pick. Like uh-huh. if I need drums and stuff, that, that's what I would go with. If I had to, or if I got to stay in Logic, because we're, we're talking about this, like this situation will actually happen, right? Yeah. <laughs> but um, it's a tough choice between that or going with heaviosity damage. Okay, so I'm going to ask the question of you, even though this is not really part of the whole situation. Yeah. Why is it that Logic is important to heaviosity's damage for you? Why can't it just because, work in any old DAW? Well, it could. I, I'm perhaps I'm not explaining my my view here clearly enough. The point is that if I were in Logic, I would be fine with a Logic drummer, but then uh-huh. my my percussion plugin would not be Tune Track. It would be Damage. So you'd use Logic drummer to control Damage, is what you're saying? No, no, no. I would use that in addition to because if I lost the Damage for all the percussion and the cinematic hits and things, uh-huh. I would be really really upset well uh, well okay so you're kind of doubling this up now because that's beyond drums you're doing two well, that, that you're doing drums well, that, and percussion and no, i was thinking one no. thing so if well, it's if there's a second choice here i have to go with stylus rmx for all of the cinematic percussiony type stuff just for mm-hmm. how much i've actually used it and now there are other plugins that do amazing things in regards to that but if I'm going off the top of my head, it's the RMX stuff that I've used a lot for cinematic yeah. percussion stuff. But I, well, I was under the impression we're talking one thing, not well, in conjunction that's, with. That, that's the name there, Jody, drums yeah. or percussion, right? So. <laughs> or not and. <laughs> well, potato, potato. Uh, yes. No, the, the way I was thinking about that is if I – we're still using Logic. I would be fine with the drummer, so that wouldn't be a plugin that I would need. I would already have that. So, but mm. if we're going for the more purest attitude, that if we need a drum library, then it's Tune Track all day long for me. You tricked me. I did. Tricks. It was so easy. <laughs> My precious. All right. What's next? What do we got coming up here? Synths. Synths. All right. I'm going to say that if there is a synth thing, I'm most likely to run it out of contact. Mm-hmm. So I'm going with contact. <laughs> yeah, I might press you on that a little bit down the line here because that is really an open-ended thing, isn't it? Contact is one of those. You just did like it with drums. I'm synth. going to do it with synths. Nah. 
fine. Okay. All right. Fine. All right. But then, then I'm going to push back a little bit more right. then on yeah. the contact thing. So pick a library in contact that you would use. No. No. Okay, fine. Because <laughs> I would use them all. That's the whole point of having contact is to have all those libraries in the ultimate collection, so to speak. Ultimate, what do they to- call it? The ultimate collector's edition. So, yeah. Touché, all right, sir. but if I, do, if I do have to go with like a Desert Isle singular one, mm-hmm. I would likely go with Serum. Okay. Serum. Yeah. That would be my, right. that would be my Desert Isle choice because it's compatible with all DAWs. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And it's wide enough where you can get everything that you, you want. You can get a lot of things presumably. done. Plus, you can do some yeah. crazy ass shit with it. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, All right. Fair what enough. What about you? What about you? Now it's going to sound like I'm picking two here again, but uh, again, I am not. I am. See, I'm thinking here, I'm giving dead air. But again, if I'm in logic, a synth I really, really, really like, and I would be lost without, and a lot of my backwards catalog would no longer work if I didn't have alchemy. Uh-huh. Alchemy is, I think, is a monster of a synth. But that and locks you into a DAW. It does lock me into a DAW. If I were not locked into a DAW and I had to be using multiple ones, I would pick Anna 2 from Sonic Academy. Mm-hmm. Does pretty much the same thing. I, I don't want to say that it's necessarily as deep as Alchemy is, uh-huh. but it certainly is deep. It's deep. You can do a lot of stuff with it. So Ooh, Anna 2. Listen to that we, Mr. Movie Phone voice. <laughs> yeah. No, I guess that, that would be my synth pick then. So I'll, I'll, I'll be... Uh, multi-daw here and say Anna too. Yeah, see, if I was locking to a single daw, I'd probably go right with you on the alchemy thing as well. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is a monster, and it's so deep. I, I, when, I used to own it it's when it was It's four monsters in one. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's a whole monster factory. I, I owned it's monsters alchemy, the, the first one, when it was Camel Audio, and, you know, just... Watching it was Dan Worrell, I think, was was part of that as well of, of Camel Audio, and just him going through it and showing what he can do. I was like, does anybody ever need a synth to do more stuff than this does? It's absolutely incredible. It's just that you have to really know your gear and know how to do it. And my knowledge is just scratching the surface on it. But I, but I love Alchemy. But I guess for this case, I'll I'll be controversial and say Anna too, right? All right. And with that, we're going to take a quick word from our sponsors. And we're back. What's up next, Chris? Now we have mix plugins. Plugins Mm -hmm. that you would use in just your general mixing session. Things that you would feel lost without. You know, there's no singular plugin that I would be lost without. It's a combination mm-hmm. of a whole bunch of plugins that I would be lost without. I'm with you there. Because <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to mixing, there's just so much to do and so much to have. And it's like, ah, to pick one. Oh, boy. I, I, I'm going to have to go for the singular thing. If, if there's a one plugin that I would have to go with, I'm going to have to go with the UAD API Vision Channel. Yeah. Yeah. It to me that's probably the most versatile and the most musical of all the UAD ones. 
Is it the most ideal for everything under the sun? The answer is no. However, with what's included in it, it encompasses quite a bit. You've got your preamp gain, you've got your filters, you have your gates and your expanders, it has the musical EQs, so and it has compression all built in, and hmm. it's a pretty complete unit. I have to go with the UAD API Vision Channel, and you can't go wrong with API. It sounds great. Is it perfect for cool. everything? If you can't mix something great with the API Vision Channels, you're doing something wrong. <laughs> That's hmm. all I can say. Bold statement, but I, I yes. hear you. Yeah. And, but could other plugins do the same thing? Sure. Like I recently did a mix entirely with another plugin. Yeah. And used it as yeah, a channel stirp. And it worked great. And it sat and this the mix sounds great. So it's possible yeah. to do the same thing with other plugins. But for what you get, yeah, I go with the UAD API vision channel. Yeah. No, I mean, we're obviously talking about a hypothetical situation here, right? But no, it's, this know, is how we're going to operate for the month of July. <laughs> oh, shit. I didn't you think better this get through. ready. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, so, what do you enough. got with us on a mix plugin status? What is your mix plugin? Well, I'm going to take the coward's way out, kind of like you did with mentioning contact. Okay. <laughs> And I'm going to go. I'll just with, say it now, pussy. <laughs> yeah, I know. Slate virtual mix rack. Because, mm. again, there there's so many flavors that come with it, you know, with the compressors and EQs and things. Sure. Challenge strips, preamps, all that wonderful goodness. And just like you mentioned, could I do it with just the stock logic stuff? Sure. Absolutely. Would I want to? Well, I could, but if I had the choice, I would rather not. So I really like the Slate stuff. I have adopted a workflow where I think it works really, really well for me. Uh -huh. Like a lot of people, I think, or at least some people, it was a little bit of getting used to because I came from a mindset of having one plug-in window for each component, if you will. There's right. the EQ, there's the compressor, there's that kind of thing. And then all of a sudden with the slate rack, having it all in one window was a little bit of a gear change just getting used to it. But once you did, it was like, wow, everything is right there. So yeah. I really, really like the workflow. I like the way it sounds. There are others as well, obviously, but that has to be the top of my list that I would I would be bummed. I would have to find another replacement for that kind of thing. Okay, so now I got to press have... you on this. And mm -hmm. the reason why I say that is, is because it says mix plugin under category, not mix plugins. And you mentioned that you could get away with using the logic plugins. And you're talking yeah. about having multiple things in the mix rack. I went with the UAD Vision Channel Strip because all that's contained in one plugin. So if you're now pressed with a gun to your head and an anvil crushing your skull, what's your one? Ooh. Okay. I'm going to have to narrow this down then and think about this a little bit harder. There's a couple ones do, in there do, that do, I, that, do, I, do, <laughs> that get a lot of use. I am really, really liking the um, LA-2A in there the FG2A, I think they call it. I really like the custom series EQ in there. So what I you're saying is, is right now you're trying to create your own 
Chris Hellstrom channel strip. Okay, if you loosen up the boundaries a little bit for me to do that, then I would do this. I'll name you the components, okay? okay. Here's your, here's so your I, one channel strip based on components because you're going a step I know, outside I'm, of the I'm skirting plug-in. the rules. <laughs> I know it's so hard. Okay, I would do the uh, first the channel strip from API yep. in the, the console emulation, I should say. For, Why for do you API. need anything more? Now you got it done. Well, but this is just the, the, the audio of it. It's not the EQ or anything else in there. Oh, it's, it's just, just the, the, the channel strip. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so it's the API. Then I would more than likely have to choose, well, I really like it. So I would have to go the custom series EQ. <laughs> and then I would go. Is the custom based on the API? No. No, it's based on a multitude of things, and it's it's a lot closer to uh, Poltec type of EQ, which is a great one too. Yeah, and I would say I would end that with the FG two A, the LA two okay. A. Gotcha. Yeah. So so that that would be kind of my my strip there. All right. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. I, I you created the Chris Hellstrom channel strip, so we'll go yeah. with that. Yeah. Okay. Thank you, sir. That's my pick. <laughs> All right. So, so that was four. Yeah. Right. So now the last one we named special effect, something a little bit out of the norm, something not a general tool, not an instrument. So what is this for you? I'm going to have to go with the Eventide Shimmer Verb. Ooh. Yeah. That's, that's Did nice. that just cause you to go a little wood in your pants right there with that one? That, that gave me a little wiggle. Yeah. Because <laughs> when I think about it, that tends to be the reverb plugin that I am reaching for like immediately, almost all the time now since I've gotten it. Really? Oh, yeah. But, but it's, but see, for me, it's such a special effect. Kind My of. point being is like when there is a special effect needed for reverb, that is what I'm going for right there. Oh, you okay? I misunderstood you. It made it sound like you—that's your reverb plugin. No, choice, no, no, no. It's not my at, like. It's not my go-to room sound reverb. It is my go-to special effect reverb sound. Um, is yeah, Shimmerverb. Um, right, and it's yeah. just pulling it up under default almost instantaneously makes almost any kind of melodic part suddenly just be like, yeah. Like, yeah, I agree. Yeah. It, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that is a really cool reverb. I I've done the same thing when I'm sort of emulating sort of eighties, nineties, LA session, guitar tones, clean type of stuff mm-hmm. and throw that shimmer verb on there. It's like, Oh my God, I feel like I'm, Mike Landau or somebody. Yeah, I'm, I'm not, not thinking of it in terms of the 80s <laughs> but, and 90s. I'm thinking of it now, but yes. You well, can get some really it still cool stands up. It. it just reminds me of that because I was really, really in it. still am really into all those players. Sure. And that sound is still very warm to my heart. So, I, yeah, that, that's a good choice. What, what do you like to use it on, though? Just... Uh, anything that's like the melodic requirement of something, right? It does a good job in terms of rhythms, but I think it does a wonderful job when it comes to whatever is your lead thing that needs to get a little extra 
icing on the cake. Mm -hmm. That's where it's going. And it just does such a beautiful job with the sounds that it can create and how clear it can be. <laughs> I guess yeah. a good way of saying it. It's just, it's an amazing sounding effect. Yeah. And, and props again to that whole sort of like H9 bundle type of thing. From oh yeah. Even I mean, all, just, all those, the entire line on that stuff just has amazing things to it. So, yeah. but you had to pick, I was told I had to pick one. So yeah, that's, that's the one I pick. How oh, about goodness. you? This was another kind of tricky one for me, not in that I have to quantify my choice here, but it, it really came down to what I would really miss doing what I do. And that came down to Salamone's Melodyne. Hold on, jump back. Mm -hmm. Is that really a special effect? Are you like you going T-Pain on this? Is that what you're talking about? Or wh why is no, it that I'm, you're I'm using not... a tuning plug-in as a special effect well i'm i was thinking more out of the out of the realm of mixing just like the way i kind of preface this it's like it's just not a standard thing i'm not no i'm certainly not doing like a t-pain or a share thing but if i were to not be able to do that tweak a vocal line here or there perhaps tune a anything <laughs> i would Dude, i would anything really, yes, yeah especially well, vocals apparently so would it mean that if you didn't have this you'd mm -hmm. stop working with people that can't fucking sing i refuse to answer that question <laughs> <laughs> no I, I mean i've been using it forever i've been using it almost since version one i believe that is forever. and and it's, I think it's just simply the best of what it does. I mean, when the <laughs> flex pitch got. Sorry, Tina Turner yeah. just popped into my head on that line. <laughs> Tina Turner? Yeah, she has that line. Simply the best. So. Oh, sure. Yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, thinking about tuning vocals, Tina Turner is not one not that comes one, yeah, to no, mind. No, it does <laughs> not come to mind in terms of having to tune the vocal. However, simply the best. Ba, ba, ba. Keep going. Sorry, I distracted your train of thought. Uh, it's okay. No, but I could I use Logic's Flex Pitch if I had to, but it's still just, it's not as good as Melodyne. It just isn't. And then with the, the polyphonic pitch correction and all that kind of stuff it's one that just gets a lot of use uh -huh. a lot of use and you know i'm happy when i don't have to use it you know it's nice when when you don't but when you have to and you have like an emotional performance from a singer and it's just a couple of notes are are just slightly out of tune it's great to have that there just to be able to fix that. So I stand by my choice, damn it, Melodyne. <laughs> <laughs> fine. Oh, I don't call it a special yes. effect, but fine. Right. I call that a utility tool. <laughs> well, yeah, you know, but then we open up all sorts of things. And, you know, one that really should have been in here as well. I mean, we could talk about plugins forever, but would be uh, Sonarworks. Oh, yeah. But that's you know, also a utility uh, tool. Yeah. So listen and next it's not week called when we talk about top five utility forward, tools. Right? No, it's Sound ID. It's right, sound ID now, yeah. But there's 
you know, those are my choices. I would be, I would be lost without those guys. I, I would be, I'd be bummed out. I, it would make my job harder if I didn't have those. Well, of course it would. It would require yeah. people to be able to sing and tune their instruments. Damn it. <laughs> yeah. Who's got time for that? Apparently right? no one in this day and age. All right. Uh, that's not true. I that's not. That's a little bit too harsh. It is. And I, I apologize yeah. for saying as such. However, that being said, I think we've kind of covered our list pretty well, right? I think so. I think hopefully it's been a little bit insightful for people to hear, but uh, there's, yeah, I mean, it's hard. It, it is. really makes you think about some stuff, right? Because we have all these tools. And one thing, too, that I mentioned just to put a bow on this is because like, I just migrated to a new system, mm. which is a great time to go through and reevaluate what you have in, in terms of plugins and things. And what you should transfer or not. Exactly. Right? So what you should th install a, freshly or not. Yes. Yeah, this was a fresh install, hence why it took a while. But a lot of stuff was put to the wayside, which, you know, can't let that go. And but, speaking yeah. of things to eventually put to the wayside, what have we got for Friday Finds? Chris, you kick it off. What do you got? Well, as it happens... Sonic Academy Anna 2 just had an update. Didn't you just and talk about this earlier? I seem to recall somebody talking about this. Yes. Was it wasn't me. It was, uh, no, it was me. Yeah, mm. it was my synth of choice. Yeah, th there was an update to it. If you're a Slate subscriber, it's free. And it's cool. I've played around with it. It just came out this week. So I've just kind of scratched the surface. But there's one thing that I think Slate have done really well and perhaps used a course correction shall we say in their marketing <laughs> i think where initially when everything came out it was very much geared towards the rock and pop kind of market sure and but steve's that kind were, of guy yeah but there were i think and rightfully so there were a lot of you know rap and hip-hop guys going like hey uh what about us and this update, if you are one of those guys, if you are primarily doing like trap or anything of those subgenres, just did uh, something like that last week. Yeah, yeah. They, you would have wished you had the update to Anna too when you did that because it, it's pretty cool. So I think you know there's been a lot of stuff geared towards other musical styles, which I think is is both smart and pleases everybody. So that's my pick. That was my rant. What about you, Jody? What do you got for us? Speaking of raising the hand, going hip hop and whatnot, saying, hey, what about us? And not in the term of the old hit that happened where it was, what about us? This is a drum and percussion thing, otherwise known as sample science, has the 909 lab plugin. Why do I bring this up? I bring this up because when you are doing bass lines using the concept of like the 808 kick or the 909 kick mm -hmm. and or anything else when you're dealing with percussion, the really awesome drummers in the studio know how to tune drums to the key of a song. Indeed which makes things sound all that much better 
And it's a lovely thing to be able to work with drummers that know how to do it. However, when it comes to programming drums and grooves in terms of things like hip hop, it's been a major pain in the ass because you might have to have multiple plugins of the same thing, running pitch shifters or whatever it is that you need to do to correct the pitch to get it into the key of the song. However, this is now simplified. Sample Science 909 Lab Plugin comes pre-tuned and you can set the cool. All right. So it does it for you. That's a time saver right then and there. Bingo. Yeah. Sample cool. Science's 909 Lab plugin. That's my pick of this week. Very cool. Yes. Very, very cool. So, all right. While we have your attention, we would like to tell you to go to our website and leave us a review at insidetherecordingstudio.com. And then you click on the review button and it will take you to a page where you can go and get to your platform of choice. Hopefully, it's one that allows you to leave a review and you can leave us a review because it helps us out. In addition to that, if you go to insidetherecordingstudio.com, you can sign up for our email list and doing so gets you a nice little gift of some plugin presets from Chris and I on a couple of major platforms of plugins for the things that we tend to use when we use those plugins. In addition to that, once you're on the list, you'll get weekly reminders about Tuesday tips and the most recent episode that just came out to stay on top of everything that we are talking about. So you won't miss any future episodes. If you send an email to goldstar at insidetherecordingstudio.com with the phrase must have, you'll get something cool back in your inbox. And if you have a suggestion for a topic for Chris and I to pontificate upon, there is a contact page on the website. There is a contact page at InsideTheRecordingStudio.com where you can leave that suggestion. And we will put it into rotation for a future episode. And with that, I will say, see you next week. Have a good one, Jody.